I'm talking about an environmental reason behind what's happening there. Even the disinfectant couldn't hide that smell. What if... I mean, who, who knows what's, what's, uh, what's hiding behind, what's breeding behind the this? The hearts of men. The shadow. The shadow knows, I think. I believe it's the shadow. Look, Mulder, I just want to talk to a few more of those patients. Then. I am so sorry. <laughs> Some fungal contaminants have been known to cause delusions, dementia, even, even uh, violent fucking behavior. Yes. <laughs> Activate my curly hair stick. Initiate Jukla. Commence annoying commentary. Begin gate upload. System check complete. All systems operational in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This is sick and wrong. The podcraft. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, E. Simon. I'm the other host, Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wacker? How's the weekend? It's pretty good. It's going on right now. You excited about the uh, the footballs? Uh, a little bit. Who Stoked are the Lions for little playing today? Fucking Lions, dude. Lions are playing um, uh, New Orleans, the Saints. I'm stoked, man. This oh. is like... The things the thing is is I know our foreign fans aren't gonna understand this, but you know, as a kid, my favorite team, you know, is that when I moved to this country, when I came to America In uh, this the, country that I love. My new homeland. We moved to Michigan and uh, it was at that time like the Lions were awesome. They had Barry Sanders, they're just an amazing team, they're my favorite team, I love them. And then for the past like two decades almost they've sucked. Like sucked they balls. Have stunk. They so have now stunk they're finally in the, the playoffs. NFL. They're, you know, whether, you know, whether they win or lose tonight, I'm just, it's going to be a cool game. So yeah, we're going to try to like, I don't want to rush this, this, this pod crafting for the footballs, but, um, but we might, we might have to uh, hasten it, hasten it up a bit. And not to mention, that's not the only reason I, I get a text from you saying, you know, we got to hurry up and do this pod crafting because I have a hot date tonight. Well, what's, wow. what's going on with this wackily? <laughs> this all of a sudden it's just like this. You didn't tell me anything about this. Have you have you been dating chicks and not informing your co-host here? What well, is the new year, right? When did you become a Svengali? Is this your New Year's resolution? I ran out of lotion, um, <laughs> and I probably overstated the case a little bit. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't actually. I didn't actually have the date set up. I was. I was trying to set up a date for today, and uh, I haven't heard back. <laughs> Okay, because uh, you know, I was like, "All right, we'll we'll keep the pond crafting schedule fluid based on uh, Wackerly's tentative love life here." I don't want to go into this, but um, in this day and age, is is the phone? Is it still like proper to to use the phone and and emailing and facebooking people as sort of like the cop out way, or or is emailing and facebooking is that an appropriate way to ask somebody out on a? I I like you and I'd like to see hang out. I think <laughs> if you want to hang out with me, I think it, it depends on that where you first encountered this person. If you encountered this person with a face to face meeting, then you need to get digits and ask them out via the phone or ask them out face to face. But if you you know if they're a friend of a friend on someone's Facebook page and you're like, oh hey, you know, I like band of horses too. And then you start talking, and then they end up, like, giving your phone number. I notice you're a fan of Matthew Sweet. Yes. Matthew Sweet is my favorite, too. 
Big Bang Theory, I watch that every night. You know, it's like, but I, I think then you end up exchanging phone numbers. But so, so what happened here? Did you like, um, what? Well, it's a little complicated because assault her um, at the bus stop. No, I do know her through people, and and I've met her out before. But she doesn't work at this place where I've met her a- anymore, and I couldn't get. I, nobody has her phone number apparently, but somebody has an email, and so the only way I could ask her if she, if she would like to spend some um, quality time together uh, <laughs> is was through email. But because I'm 36 years old, maybe like younger people don't think this is weird. But because I'm 36 years old, I do feel kind of like a weasel. Like Are you sending an email. It just seems like a cop out sending this email because, you know, the the whole rejection thing is sort of you're like at a distance from it. If she sends me an email rejection, I won't feel as bad is if you're on the phone, then you're like immediately embarrassed if she's like, God, no, what are you thinking? I'm <laughs> she, like fucking way out of your league. And so, so. That's, that's, that's the thing, though. No girls. Well, unless they're like a complete and utter bitch. But I think most girls would just be like, oh, no, I can't. I'm busy, but I'll let you know when I can. And then they're just kind of letting you off easy. But I, yeah, think I guess it, it's easier for her to reject. It's an easier rejection for the girl to make if it's via email. Definitely. Um, I, I guess my my what it, what's making me feel weird is what if she is like, what if she's like, what if her reaction is, you know, I did kind of like that guy, but he sent me an email which seems really weaselly, and now I don't like him. Like if he would have called me, I would have gone out with him, but because he emailed me, now I think he's kind of a tool. That's I think what uh, I think I would have done in the email, I'd have been like, "Hey, you know what? I totally, you know, was too drunk or forgot to uh, get your digits the other night or get your phone number the other night." <laughs> Guess what? And I don't I don't date girls who who would react well to to the phrase "get your digits." digits? <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, I forgot to get your phone number the other night, so I'm, exactly. I I found, ended up one of my friends had your email address. So sorry to be lame, but here I guarantee that would work. If she digs, oh, uh, that's exactly what I did put in the email. So, so I guess we'll mission we'll, account mission is go. But you know we're what? Still wankily, in the green zone. You know, Wankley, regardless of whether it's a go or if it's a no, mm-hmm. there's hope in your future. There's definite there's hope in your hope. future. There's always hope. And, and and let me tell you why here. I mean, you know, at Wankley, after I reveal this to you, this this little tidbit of information here, I don't think you're even going to need a full time lady in your life. I'm well, at I'm least one, at least one that you don't have to pay for. Am I going to um, join the Catholic priesthood or something? <laughs> so uh, we, we got an email here from my, my, one of my favorite English people in the world, and I'll let you know why in a second. Paul from uh, Stowe Market, England. He writes, I hope Wackley doesn't let his frequent trips to Vegas affect his crafting. Please give a shout out to Terry Fisher of Ipswich, England. We're both big fans of the sickness and the wrongness. Shout out to you there, Terry. Wackley rules. Simon sucks. Stay strong. You know, it's it's funny Stay that Paul strong. feels that way because uh, I personally I think Paul rules. He's one of my favorite English people. It's uh, you know in my mind he's someone I'd love to have bangers and mash with. You know, have a couple pints and then go and hurl Why? some insults like some Pakistanis. He just seems like somebody that I would like. You know, but you know, and uh, but 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 I, that's not going to happen because he thinks I suck. So no. you and Wackerly can go do this, Paul, but not me. I'm not going to hurl any insults. Pakistanis with you. No quality time. That you're He's cut spend. off. But Paul did send us a link to a really, really good story. And we're going to use that as the intro. So thank you, Paul, for doing that. that that's why I think you rules because you sent us a story. 
A sci-fi brothel, Wackerly. Sci-fi brothel is going, is going to be built near Las Vegas. And I know this is the answer to your prayers. This is something you probably dreamed about <laughs> since you were an embryo. But, uh, yeah, uh, Dennis Hoff, who is the owner of um, the Bunny Ranch, also he does a reality show called The Cat House, is opening the Alien Cat House, a <laughs> sci-fi theme brothel that promises girls from another world. Hmm. Alien bitches. Um, the reality television star and outspoken sex merchant uh, recently purchased a rundown bordello, which is 90 miles northwest of Las Vegas, and he unveiled plans to renovate and reopen it with a science fiction theme. So this is, we should point this out, although I think it's a subject we've brought up in the past. Vegas, Las Vegas proper does not allow prostitution. Even though there are a shitload of prostitutes there. You're not yeah, allowed to they're have, in the casinos after yeah. 2, 2, PM, 2 a.m. But you're not allowed to have a house of prostitution. You're not allowed to have a bordello in the confines of Las Vegas. But 90 miles outside of Las Vegas, it's totally cool. Prostitution is legal in Nevada, just not in Vegas proper. Legal I'm, and regulated. Yeah, and regulated. But, uh, yeah, so there's like uh, Carson City and... Uh, um, is it areas like, you know, just, just outside of Vegas, you can go to uh, brothels. I think we actually called a woman, a madam who ran a brothel that was having the first male prostitute. <laughs> didn't, we, didn't we interview that guy or interview that woman? No, we just talked to her. We didn't get him. Did you ever hear how that ended? <laughs> no, what happened with that? Not very well. I mean, as Why, what, did he, <laughs> what did he get, like, give, like, you know, like his client syphilis or something? No, I think I think maybe some girl from, you know, the New Yorker magazine, like she wrote an article where she's like, I'm going to go visit this guy and get fucked. And obviously she didn't. And I think he like never had a single client. And after two or three months, you know, he quit. You know, uh, it's it's not surprising, but these a lot of these bordellos don't do very well at all. I think they're, they're run, uh, you mean, they're just run down flea bag cum covered. <laughs> Yeah, well, I can, successful you know, businesses. Uh, in a second, I'll get to the description here of uh, the place that um, Dennis Hoff just purchased. But it sounds like it sounds horrible. Um, but oh, he's going to fix, fix it up, right? Yeah, he's planning to uh, completely renovate it. And like the Bunny Ranch actually is, I mean, I guess I don't know if I'd call it nice, but it's definitely, you know, amenable. So it's, it's a place that you'd go and, and, you know, live one of your fantasies. Um, so Hoff has turned to an old friend to help him plan the costumes and the decor. Hollywood madam turned uh, Pahrump, Nevada resident, Heidi Fleiss. Remember her? What the fuck is Pahrump? That's the name of a town? Pahrump's a town in uh, Nevada, which is kind of close to where they're opening up this bordello. They should change the name. That's not working for Pahrump? me. Pahrump? Yeah. Yeah. It's... It sounds like the little drummer boy. Or it sounds like a Dr. Seuss town. Um, she's the chief alien design queen. So she's the one who's designing the costumes here. What, he per- what are her qualifications? She looks kind of like an alien because she said all that gross plastic surgery. But what does she know about, you know, costume design? Maybe she's like a sci-fi geek. Huh, could be. You know, I mean, but she does kind of look like an alien being. Like her smile is, yeah, her smile is just, I mean, it's like, like seven inches spans like seven inches across it's like this mm-hmm. huge like she can bare her teeth and her teeth have been refinished she's just a weird yes. looking creature she almost I looks need like to, i need to have that done at some point by the way yeah, thinking yeah. about using some of that t-shirt money get my <laughs> teeth fixed then we can do a video cast i think that that's for the good of the people yeah. i think it'd be you know i think it'd be well, well worth it for us mm-hmm. 
So Hoff purchased this brothel and a gas station, a bar and a convenience store, all located on U.S. Highway 95, which is pretty close <laughs> to Area 51, um, of you know, course. The, the Nevada test site, which Roswell. isn't, I mean, that's not currently open right now, is it? I mean, did they shut it down years ago? Yeah, the it's closed. Wink. <laughs> you're one. You're one of those people who believes the government. I know. I know that about you. You like read. You like believe the newspaper. Wackily's like, don't believe. Don't believe no. what you hear, man. Uh, let me. I'll, I'll email you some blogs that tell the truth about the world. <laughs> Maybe you can oh, put just, the links up on the site. Just let me borrow your X Files DVDs. Yeah, All right. that'll work. I'll, I'll give them back to you. I promise. Um, so anyway, he, he bought this that area. Mulder, that Mulder, which one? Which one's the chick? I can't remember. <laughs> Scully. She's a Scully? hot piece. Yeah, she she's is a little hot red fire, fire crotch, redheaded fucking... Scientist. You know, sex kitten. Um, so he's rebranding this area as the Area 51 Alien Travel Center. So it's going to have a brothel, a bar, convenience store. Yeah, I think it's going to get a lot of tours. And while that Las Vegas tourism, it's going to, they're, going to, they're going to get in a car and drive like 90 miles to go to the Area 51 brothel. Alien cat If by house. they, you mean me, then yes, you're correct. <laughs> um, it's expected to open up for business in a couple months from now, after Hoff and Fleiss oversee the complete transformation of the old bordello, which Hoff described as a disgusting, terrible place without a single window. Kind of sounds like my brother's apartment. <laughs> um, but but that's what I picture a Nevada brothel to look like. Like I, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of formica, wood paneling, you know, those like yeah. plastic covered chairs, just an awkward yeah. r- waiting room where you're sitting by you know two other dudes, one of them in a cowboy hat, and you're just like, yeah, you can go fuck Charlotte too, you know, and it's just a really right. awkward experience. You know, except I, except in this case, it'll be like, are you going to go fuck Gleep Glorp? <laughs> I prefer Zim Zam. <laughs> The third. It's like, it's like Futurama. Um, he said the alien Actually, theme is well past the probing stage, no pun intended. But whether the working women will be painted green is still being decided. Um, he said, you know, he wants to offer, like, it's, it wants to be a sex from another planet experience. But he, doesn't, he hasn't decided whether or not there are going to be alien costumes for the, um, the prostitutes here. What? And that's what that's my how question could about not this. Be? Well, that's what my question is: is how far are they willing to go to, I guess, play this theme? I mean, if you're gonna do it, don't be a half-assed about it. What, I mean, is he implying that? Well, the bed's gonna be shaped like a flying saucer, but that's about it. Or it's gonna be like, uh, or you know, it's gonna be like a you know the Star Wars setting room or the Star Trek setting room. You know, that well, that's not enough. You, for if me. you're gonna have the Star Wars bridge. <laughs> If you're gonna model your 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 brothel on the bridge of the Starship Enterprise. Get I mean, why not get some sexy, you know, Federation uniforms to go with it? It's just it's. I mean, it it boggles the mind that you wouldn't do that. Well, that's my question. Like, it, you know, th- there's one line to say, okay, I'm gonna have sex with a sexy humanoid type of chick, like a you know, a chick wearing Spock, like a Vulcan chick. She's a human. She's right. basically a human. She has pointy ears. So what are you going to put pointy ears on the girl and give her a sexy Star Trek, you know, nineteen sixties era outfit? You know, yes, you could do I that. Am going to do that. I am okay, going or to do a that. chick in You're the right. Princess Leia outfit. I, you know, I can kind of understand that. You know, the, a little the more outfit from uh, Return of the Jedi. But yeah. or do you think he's actually going to go all the way and completely fulfill people's fantasies? You know, hire visual effects designers from Hollywood, 
to actually design the alien queen outfit or a predator outfit for a chick. I would envision this as being a pretty high-dollar, high-production-value operation. I could be wrong, but that's what I would see this see happening here. But I mean, did, did you, you know Kim? You know Kim Cattrall played of a pointy-eared Vulcan in one of those Star Trek uh, movies. Kim Cattrall from Sex and the City, the old sexed-up senior citizen from that show. One of the original Star Trek movies. Uh, I, it was like maybe three or four or something like that. Remember Probably the three. bald chick? She was kind of hot. In the first Star Trek movie. The bald one? Yeah. She, I mean, she was just a hot chick who was bald. But a humanoid. It's not Once really again. anything alien about that. She could be on this planet and just, you know, have had cancer or something. So, okay, Wackerly, who, wh- wh- who's your hottest alien chick? If you had to pick, like, if you want to go in there, wh- what's your alien fantasy? Humor me. Well, you just mentioned something, actually, that I had a list, and you just mentioned something that jogged my mind. When you mentioned Futurama. Leela. Yeah. Hot. Leela's hot. Peg Bundy, a little bit of uh, but she'd have to be whatever, she'd have to wear whatever just her same. name is in Sons of Anarchy, you know the. Uh, but wait, the, are, are you uh, saying you're Harley into, Mama? Are you say you're into Katie Seagal? Or are you into well, yeah. cyclopic girls? I am into cyclopic, purple-haired, hot chick, <laughs> sort of modeled on Katie Seagal. You're yes. very, you kind of look a little bit like Fry. Your hair's not as red, but. You're a bit more intelligent. It's a a curse. (laughs) I have a long list, though. (laughs) Give give me your top three. Who are your top three hot chicks? Top three. Let me look through this here. Well, Pris from Blade Runner. I mean, she's not really alien. That's Daryl Hannah, right? Yeah, she's an android. She has kind of fucked up hair and some weird makeup. That would be fun. Okay, Uh, but but that's easy. You take a blonde chick, get her a little outfit, some makeup. Oh, it'll be very little. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Uh, let's see here. I, I've got a, I have a lot of g- women from books, but that's just fucking shitty. No one wants to fucking hear it's that. It's almost right? just too obscure, yeah. nerd. Um, but people, a lot of people read Neuromancer. Molly from Neuromancer. She's like the the badass assassin. She's got her. She has like silver contacts in, like you know, like Ray Ban uh, way, oh, uh, Wayfarer yeah, type shit in her eyes. And then she has these. There's a really sexy scene in that book where she's like giving the dude a massage. Um, lastly, this was a question of mine. Is, does it have to be sci-fi or can it be fantasy? Well, that, uh, the way they're kind of portraying this new brothel is just a sci-fi theme, like alien cat house. I'm, may, uh, maybe they're going to delve into mutant chicks, you know? Well, I, I, want, I always wanted to bone Gal- Galadriel from, uh, the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings series. Which one was that? Kate, Kate Blanchett. Oh, yeah, but she was an elf, right? Like some kind of But she's like the, elf. the queen wood elf, I think. Hmm. Yeah, she, I she, she was... My yeah, list is, my list is pretty pedestrian, isn't it? Well, you know, I, that, that's, that's the thing with me. I guess if I'm going to choose a humanoid, hot humanoid chick, well, I want a girl like uh, Syl from Species, Natasha Henstridge. Amazing. Right. She's pr- that's pretty humanoid. I mean, there's nothing even really alien about her until she turns into like the monster, right? Well, she turns she turns into the alien, and uh, you know, I mean, she has got like tentacles coming out of her back. I'm down with that. I like the uh, light blue Jedi chick that was in the new the new Star Wars. I don't know what what's that alien species. You know what I'm talking uh, about? I believe got, they're called Twi'lek. I don't know how you know that, but they have like I a, a bunch those... of vi- uh, Star Wars video games. That's how I know it. You know, I, I, do you are you playing that new Star Wars video game? No. I heard I, it's pretty cool, but no. I was it's massively reading a, multiplayer online, which I stay away from. Well, this, this is just a quick aside, but I was reading that uh, you can actually torture one of those uh, you know, blue 
slave oh, yes. chicks with your controller. Like if you're a Sith. Yeah, you can torture them and you can like put a collar on them and stuff like that. Just pretty hot stuff right there. I'm chubbing uh, up a little. I think uh, the same light blue Jedi chick alien species was the dancing chick for Java. Not Princess Leia, the other one. One of the dancing One of chicks, the dancing yes. girls. Yes. Um, I liked Serlina, who was uh, Laura Flynn Boyle in Men in Black 2. Remember she had like she became she become like, like, like a big tentacle beast? thing. Maybe I'm you into have something tentacles. with the tentacles. Yeah, maybe I I'm. You want to be penetrated? Well, I don't know if it's just penetrated, but you could have a girl like you know tugging on your balls. You could do you know they, they could do a lot with taint. tentacles. Just more arms. Yeah. You know um. Yeah. I, alienation. I don't know. What, oh, right. I, I don't know why. It's not like I'm into girls that have cancer, but I thought the alienation chick was hot. Do people remember that movie? And then it became a TV show. Yeah, it was a movie, but I remember the TV show more than the movie. Yeah, I think the TV... I mean, the movie did all right, but the TV show was quite popular. They had sort of this big, bulbous head, no hair. Remember they, they drank curdled fr- milk f- <laughs> to get yeah, drunk? They had drank curdled milk to get drunk. I'm done with that. It's like I'd drink a 40. She could drink my rotten milk that's been in the refrigerator. Next yeah. thing you know, I'm just shagging her. Don't throw that out. I'm going to get fucked up. <laughs> She okay, was hot, well, okay, now all right. Now those are humanoid chicks. Yeah, you probably shag all those. Those are fine, you know, they're attractive women. It's fine. You know, what's her name? Diana from V or Anna in the new V series before I she becomes a lizard. Though. Well, before yeah, she becomes a lizard. But she doesn't become the lizard. She's just her she's always a lizard under the costume. Yeah, but I bet you, you know, that okay, that vagina might be a little scaly, but it's I don't still... want to fuck a scaly vagina. <laughs> and plus they're just cold and like you know how lizards stink? They stink like piss. Yeah, but think about what they can do with that tongue. I, it's not the tongue is nice. It's a nice option, but it's not worth it for the scaly, smelly, piss-soaked. You know, and they eat just raw food, and it, it rots in their stomach. That's how lizards di- di- digest shit. All right, Wacker, tell me uh, yes or no here. Would you fuck okay. a chick in a uh, uh, wearing a Jar Jar Binks costume, like female Jar Jar Binks? Hmm. Maybe from behind. Okay, but the whole time she's saying, like, yes, I'm wackily, yes. You know, like yeah. she's doing that. Oh, yeah, I would beat that pussy <laughs> raw. It would be the anger fuck, but yes. Klingon chick. Of course. You're in a, are they all black? It's because they're black. You like black chicks. Are all Klingons black? <laughs> I do like black chicks, and a lot of the actors that play them are black, but not all. They do have a dark, darker skin tone. They're How come dusky. Al Sharpen's not I, I like about the, that? I like the dusky look. I like, you know, Indian women and black chicks and Hispanic. With, with massive, like, five heads with, like, a crustacean on it. That or doesn't mollusk. bother I'll just bang that shit into the headboard. How come Al Sharpton wasn't upset about all the black people always being Klingons? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Maybe he's not a fan of the Trek. Maybe he doesn't know about it. It seems like something he would protest. But some of the Klingons are good, remember? They're not all bad. That's true. Okay, or what f- about a chick in a sexy Predator outfit? Like Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> no, I'm not hot for Whoopi. <laughs> Plus, the Predator has that weird vagina mouth. I like my I like my women with one vagina. She's got like pinchers. Um, what about a woman in an elf suit? Like the vagina's exposed, mm. but she has the elf head. Maybe for a laugh. I mean, you didn't specify a woman in an elf. See, now we're we're getting into a weird area. Are we talking about just costumes? Like, yeah, these are all human women, and in my mind, I know that. Yeah, because they're they're prostitutes. 
You know, it's not so like they're going to go so get an say, alpha alien. So this, you this would say, if I wanna, when you ask if I want to have sex with the female predator, it's a it's a human woman in a female predator. Cost. But she's wearing the costume, so you have to suspend uh. your disbelief that it's not really a predator. She's not really going to kill you and rip your spine out and put your head right. like in her spaceship. I guess I don't change any of my answers there. <laughs> All right, let my my turn now though. All right, I'll ask you some. Bring um, it. Let's start with an easy one. What about a female C-3PO? Yeah, I'd go there. You want to yeah, know why? Because you remember uh, Joan Rivers' character in Spaceballs? Hot. Oh Dot Matrix. God. That's some weird, like, Oedipal thing, I think. No, I don't think so. My mom wasn't anything like Joan Rivers, except <laughs> they're kind Jewish. Of a Jewish. Jewish matronly character in Spaceballs. <laughs> Somewhat, I guess. Okay, I guess it's right. slightly, slightly edible. Too, she wasn't a robot, tan. though. <laughs> what about a what about a female Ewok, like a midget chick in an Ewok suit? <laughs> you know, Wacker, that was my that's my alien fantasy is to just run through the treetops chasing these midget Ewoks <laughs> of like a hard erect penis. I know. Uh, no, I hated the I fucking Ewoks. I hated the yeah. Ewoks. Ewoks. The other day, Return of the Jedi was on, and uh, my girlfriend never actually seen it, which blows my mind that people have never seen those movies. But anyway, like it filled me with rage to see that because I fucking hated the Ewoks. Even when I was six years old or whatever, when that movie came out, but I love Wookiees. Chewbacca's well, do red. You, do you know the story behind that? Yeah, didn't George, uh, uh, George Lucas ended up uh, taking the Ewoks because they're cute and he wanted to sell some more merchandise, but originally it was supposed to be a Wookiee planet, right? Yeah, the original story, that, all, that big Ewok scene and the Ewok planet was supposed to be a Wookiee planet, but yeah, George Ward Lucas is a cock. Which brings me to our next one, would you fuck a female Wookiee? I like hirsute women, so yes. <laughs> I watched <laughs> A shaved female Wookiee. Well, how do you tell the difference at that point? How about E.T.? <laughs> Uh, yeah okay now now you're going too far now you're going too far because it makes me think of it conjures up images of that disgusting that that wretched porn film that i don't even i think it's like a latin porn film or something um but it's that porn film of that woman in the et outfit and it's just disgusting disgusting. and disturbing Uh, you know personally you know i don't think this alien cat house is going to go to that extreme and have like a woman in an et outfit i think it's pretty much going to be like a girl in princess leia suit maybe an avatar chick painted blue you know, it wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to go, go, go. You know, in that direction. It remains to be seen. Um, I'm sure you'll find out in the next couple months when it opens up because you'll probably be waiting or camping outside for you know first admission here. But yeah. I do hope this. I do hope this. You can have the hot humanoid outfits and the hot bikinis and and all that, but just have at least one fat chick in a job of the hut outfit. Just one. Just uh, you know, nobody's gonna pay for it, but a lot of people ha- want to have their picture taken with her. Just for the laughs, you know, just one big like four hundred and eighty pound heifer just in a job of the hut outfit, just it's laying just there, a giant couch cow. <laughs> but I, I worry about alien STDs. Yeah, like space herpes. That's you never I mean. know. I mean, you never know what you might contract at a place like that. Well, then, you know, penicillin's not going to work on, you know, like galactic gonorrhea. <laughs> well, I guess we'll have to see. Uh, Wanker, this is episode, uh, what is this, 311 already here? I'm sick and wrong? Yeah, 311. Episode 311 here of Sick and Wrong. Um, quick recap of last week's, sh- or no, actually last week's show, we did not do stories. So here's a recap. What did we do? I forgot. 
Uh, it was our New Year's. It was our first uh, New Year's oh, yeah. show, and then we had that interview with uh, Bob Madigan. Oh yes, who actually said aliens? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder what species Bob Madigan would be. One of a kind. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea there. Um, so the week before we did episode th- episode three hundred nine, we did uh, it was our holiday show. We did two stories. Uh, one was about a beautiful beautiful Christmas story, White Christmas in my brother's rectum, and the second story was Wackley did was uh, a story from Santa's pedophile village, where a man um, killed a little girl with a brick. Uh, that story ended up winning. So listener two, uh, you won episode three hundred nine. Congratulations, you won the holiday second round care package. Which basically is it's a bunch of Lance's pubes dipped in eggnog, and we we put it in a Ziploc bag and send it to you. I'll color them blue this week, just for us part of the theme. <laughs> People, you know the way uh, you know the way the show works here. Uh, we present the most disturbing news items of the week. You email them to us. We read them here on the show, and make hilarious commentary about these stories that really aren't that hilarious. They're actually no. rather depraved and awful. Give us both nightmares, and we'll that's an issue. That's an issue with dating. What do you mean? You know, when do I reveal that I do this thing? Never. To a girl? Yeah, but do Never. you want to continue having sex with this woman? Just don't do it. My girlfriend has no idea what I do in this closet of mine. <laughs> You're just talking to yourself. It, she thinks I'm just like, you know, just talking in the computer. She has no yeah. idea what's going on here. That's probably a good advice. You know, it's been six years. She has no idea. No idea what goes on. I think it's a good idea to do that. Anyway, people, email us, email us a story, sing wrong story, sing wrong podcast, Submit them via Facebook, the Twitters, even the sick and wrong forum. Uh, we got a couple good stories here for this week. Uh, before we get to that, here's a word from our sponsor, one of our sponsors, audible.com. Audible.com is the internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. So, Wacker, before we get to the first listener story here for episode 311, um, I just want to make a quick announcement here. Making a slight change, slight alteration to the sick and wrong podcast. Oh my god, I can hear the emails fi- firing up from angry fans already. Well, we, we've been getting this. Is what's prompted me to do this is the many emails and the phone calls that we get of people bitching about our arbitrary rating system. Our rating system does not matter. It was a joke to begin with. I think in the very beginning we we rated stories one to ten, then you changed it to one to five. And then no fractions. And, and then, then it was like brown stars in. and gold stars and whatever the fuck fractions it is. Fractions always creep back in. You can't keep the fractions out. They're like ants. But the ratings are, are irrelevant. It's almost irrelevant right, but, if we but rate I the do story. Want to warn, I do want to warn against the slippery slope here that if we start eliminating everything from the show that's irrelevant and doesn't matter, there will be no show. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your plan? We're just going to whittle it away till it's gone, and then we don't have to do it. Okay. But no, I'm, I mean, I'm this, down with that. I'm just saying, people always call up, and the, the biggest complaint with a lot of these calls, I mean, I have like 30 of these calls, 
the past few weeks. Um, uh-huh. People saying like, why would you even have a rating when you ever give every story a five or a four? You never do a one oh. or a two. And it's like, okay, the eternal yeah. question. You know, it's like, it's yes, we don't, we don't do ones or twos because the stories suck and why would we do it? And then I was thinking, you know, I'm just sick of fucking dealing with this whole rating system, which is a joke and it doesn't even matter because the people, the fans ultimately vote on the stories and decide who wins. So now, right. from now on, we're doing away. We're discarding the rating system. There's no sick and wrong brown stars anymore. They're gone. They're done. Starting this is why we can't have nice things, people. Yep. You ruined you it, send people. shitty emails to D. <laughs> it's gone now. That it's man's gone. gone now. If you're going to send those emails, then we're just going to do away with it, okay? So now, that? we'll still offer our hilarious, you know, inimitable com- you know, commentary... But there's not going to be any ratings here. You guys, okay. you, it's in your hands now. You can decide. You can go vote. Sickerownpodcast.com. You could decide. Which are, we're not going to influence more, your More decision. of a reason to vote, I think, too. Yeah, I think so. So the first listener submission here came in uh, via Facebook from Andrew. Andrew writes, Happy New Year, douchebags. Thanks for that. Uh, here's a little tale to warm your hearts for the new year. You two cunts like a bit of Skyping, eh? <laughs> yes, we do, actually. We, we Skype every week here on the show. It's, it's every a week we moment. use Skype from Microsoft. We're doing a little bit of the Skyping action right now. Uh, this story, though, we haven't done this while we're talking on Skype. A baby girl is murdered live on Skype. A one-year-old was drowned in a bucket of water. A mother Jesus. drowned her baby daughter in a bucket while her British boyfriend watched live over the internet. That's uh, definitely something I would not want to watch. Good God. This uh, is like a, a bad... Remember those AT&T commercials when you used to have to pay for long distance? Oh, yeah. It'd be like the old lady connecting with her old friend, and it just, it'd just make you cry, tear up. Very emotional. Yeah, no, this must have been an emotional... Uh, a phone call here, Skype call. I mean, our calls are rarely this emotional. For Skype. Yeah. yeah. Um, Norwegian Yasmin Chandri here plunged the one-year-old girl headfirst into a bucket of water during a 3 a.m. Skype video call. Uh, Chandri's only 26 years old. And she said that she wanted to know how to discipline her baby. She wanted her baby to be disciplined for waking and disobeying her. Because Wack, I don't know if you know this, because you this baby. She's one. I don't know if you know this, but infants aren't supposed to wake up at night and cry. No. Not if they're well no. behaved. Spare no. the rod, you spoil the infant. Spare the bucket of water, which she wasn't <laughs> um, willing to do. It's interesting where she came up with this theory here. It kind of reminds me of a friend of ours, Amanda Hug and Kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda has a dog. I don't know what kind of dog it is. Kind of a cute little... It's a fuzzy dog. Fuzzy dog. I don't mean, I mean, even know what, what kind of breed it is. But anyway, we're, I was talking dogs with her because now I'm a dog person. I have a dog. dog talk. Dog talk. With Amanda and D. Amanda and D. Dog talk. So I was talking dogs to her, and I was like, yeah, this dog shits all over the fucking house. Can't get to shit on the pads. Like, you know, what do I do? You know, you're, I've heard you're supposed to scream at it. And she's like, no, you don't do that. You get a naughty chair. And I was like, mm-hmm. a naughty chair? This sounds like something that would be in my brother's apartment. Or at the probably alien cat house. Your, probably is in your brother's apartment. Well, she says what she does, and th- to me, this just sounds extremely sadistic and cruel. Is she gets a bar stool, like, but it's like six feet high, 
and just takes a little puppy or a little dog or whatever. I don't know how old their dog is. And just puts it on top of there and then just leaves it. And the dog's completely bewildered and confused because it's of like, course. oh, this, you know, it's too high for me to jump off. And then it's just sitting there. And I don't even know how that will teach the dog not to shit, you know, on the carpet. But, I mean, but she, it's aversion she, therapy, right? It's, it's in terror. To, to put it up on the naughty chair? I, personally, I think that has, like, severe psychological implications on the animal. But I, I haven't used the naughty chair technique. I mean, speaking of science fiction, this reminds me of uh, what Saruman did to Gandalf in uh, the first... I think it's in the first Lord of the Rings. You're wackily, uh, you know, uh, puts him up on the tower there. And he's trapped, and he needs. He's got to turn the moth into the eagle, and then he, he flies away. And I, I don't think Amanda's dog has that kind of clout with <laughs> that kind of power. Magic in the eagle population in her apartment. You know, uh, Wackerly, just uh, uh, just one little tidbit of advice here: don't tell a girl that you want to bang about the Sick and Wrong podcast, and don't tell the girl about why Gandalf was trapped in Saruman's tower. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> it's in the email. <laughs> Shit. I don't think it's going to make her moist down there. Maybe. Yeah, you know, maybe. We'll but, see. Uh, my experience. Now, you know, now we're going to get a bunch of emails. I love the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it makes me super horny. Like, oh, great. <laughs> Send a photo and maybe I'll care. But you know what? It's funny you should mention that because isn't Amanda Hugging Kiss's dog named Frodo? Dun, dun, dun. It is. I wonder if she picked up the naughty chair from like Gan- that's Gandalf's naughty tower. Exactly. So, so, so what ended up, ended up happening here is they they drowned the kid. The kid drowned in the bucket of water. Um, the the Briton, who's not the girl's father and has not been named, the, he, they both claim to have denied, or they both claim to not wanting to kill the child. They, they, that wasn't their intention. They weren't purposely trying to murder this kid. And well, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're trying to teach the kid a lesson, it's kind of pointless to to. End its life. Well, you, you know, I'll, I'll get to this in a second, but I have, I have a point about this, but I'll get to it. Uh, yeah. Scotland Yard claims that they have the same story, but with some slight differences. Um, the prosecutor here says that he instructed her to do it, whereas he says that they are more or less trying to figure out, after talking, about how to discipline the child. You know, I imagine couples have to deal with this, especially new parents. They're probably like, you know, should we take her toys away? Should we deny her a suck of the teat? You know, a little potch <laughs> on the tuchus. I think starving the kid is also not advisable. Yeah, but I think, though, like, I don't understand where you can go through, okay, denying her toys or not, not giving her a sugar cookie or something, all the way to let's waterboard her. That's going to make her learn. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't get it. It's a bit extreme. But what's, what's interesting about this is the guy, the Briton here, who's claiming that it was never their intention to kill the child, but yet he instructed her to do it, is her internet boyfriend. They've only met once in real life, but carried on the relationship over the internet for two years. My Dear theory... God, man. My theory is this guy, he's also... Um, they say here that he's living in Pakistan right now with his mother. I think this guy was trying to get her to destroy the child because it's not his seed. Probably. It's, it's a deep-seated... Uh, urge and the, it's, it's you know, a biological the male, urge in the male lizard men. brain. Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking that's what this guy's uh, motive was. He's saying here, you know, that uh, you know that 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 they were trying to discipline the child. But if you ask me, he was trying to convince her, persuading her, basically ordering her to uh, drown this other man's. 
progeny. It's a theory. And he's not, he's, you said he has met her one time? Only, in only once in real life. Is he also Indian or whatever? He's Pakistani. And, he's uh, Pakistani. I think she is too. I think she's, she must be Indian as well. I wonder if they're Muslim or Hindi. I don't what see do how think? that's relevant, but uh, maybe <laughs> he just said, I wonder. I didn't say it was relevant. So you know what their story was here? I bet Muslim. Yeah, possibly. Uh, the they're story more, they're here... more disciplinary, I think, than the Hindu. The people. Muslims are? Yeah, I think so. Oh, well, that could be then. They're definitely more strict. Completely um, unfounded opinion, but that's my opinion. Their story here was that they told an amb- ambulance crew that the baby had fallen into the bucket of water accidentally. Oops. Oops. You know what? That excuse only works in China. Does not work out. <laughs> does not work anywhere else in China. That's you the know? rules. Only in that China. That is the rules. So there, there is no sick and wrong star scale. You know, I'm not going to rate this story anything. It, it's, a, it's a sick and wrong story. That's all I'm going to say disturbing. about this one. It's very disturbing. Andrew, way to start off, kick off the new year with a horrible infant drowning story. That poor kid. Thumbs up to you there, buddy. Uh, Wackerly, what do you have here for the second story? Sick and Wrong, episode 311. This comes from a longtime fan and one of my favorite fans. Uh, it says, yeah, long time no hear from me, parentheses, Iowa girl. But I'm still listening to you two jokers every week. Two things. First, Iowa girl. Iowa girl. I forgot about her. It's been a she's long like time. She's like sexed up. Um, I don't know. Do you think she's in her 30s or something? So one time she called in and said she like has 20 orgasms every time she has sex with her boyfriend, and she can orgasm in like one minute. Sounds if, amazing. If you recall, Iowa girl sent us the globe, remember, to teach us more about geography. The globe? That globe. I don't remember that. You, do you I have, have the it? globe. You, you remember the globe? It was actually a really remember, nice globe. Now that you mention it, I do remember the globe because we had a lot of problems with geography. Yeah. Now we just kind of avoid the subject. I still think we would have problems. But apparently, uh, I read the email that you're about to uh, to read out here. We have other problems beyond geography. Oh, yes. Well, maybe she'll send us something else to help with this. <laughs> hint, hint. So the, the first thing, she says there's two things. The first one is just that she gave us this story that I'm about to read, and she thinks it's pretty sick. But second, and this is where we need something to help us <laughs> figure this out. Education. So you, you two need an anatomy lesson. I'm continually hearing you refer to, quote, seeing some woman's vagina. Unless you two, unless you are looking at her spread-eagled on an exam table, using a speculum and a light, what you're actually seeing is her vulva. How do you know what I'm doing? <laughs> you don't. Okay, bio girl? She goes on, the vagina's internal, the vulva's external. Get it? A technicality for sure, but you might actually impress a woman someday by knowing the correct terminology. Maybe even enough to actually get into her vagina. Happy sick new year, Iowa girl. Come you know, on. Iowa girl wackily actually impresses the chicks with his uh, monogram speculum set. <laughs> <laughs> LW. Yeah. They're like, Let me you see know, your vagina. They're handmade brass. <laughs> you know, it's interesting she says that because Vintage. I always thought, you know, the vag, the vagina, the vagine 
It was just an all-encompassing term for the whole equipment down there. I didn't know that the vag was just the inside part. Iowa girl don't play that. Yeah, well, thank you for the she history gets lesson, out, she you know, gets the anatomy out the, lesson, I mean. She, she gets out the fifth grade health book and the <laughs> diagram that looks like a cow's head. You and know what she, she doesn't you, realize? She makes you name all the parts before she lets you get in there. She's not going to let some amateur who doesn't know, what he's, doesn't know about the equipment get in there and start messing with hers. You know, I think it's the years of alcohol, but it's made me just forget all those, those, those fine points of life. Well, we were talking about this last week, right? So I can just still say pussy, right? And pussy? I mean, pussy, I like does that pussy. refer just to the outside? It kind of just maybe just refers to the hair. But no, I'm going to use pussy for the whole thing. And that's what I thought. An umbrella term. I don't see myself ever saying to a girl, I like your vulva. Your vulva's looking really sexy. Yeah, that would be really weird if you just tried to talk sexy with just an ana- like anatomically correct terms. Like, What's the difference between vulva and labia? Yeah, I'm, I, I think they're the same thing. And what's the difference between I'm vagina sure and uterus then? I don't know. You know what? After this, after this crafting is done, but before the footballs, I'm going to go and watch a lot of porn <laughs> and tr- really try to figure this out. It's, it's, you know, it's a quandary that I don't want to be bothered with while I'm watching the footballs. Yeah. Nice fallopian tubes, you sexy <laughs> whore. <laughs> Your anyway. uterus is so roomy. So do you want to hear the story? Of okay, the okay. Let's it has just, nothing yo, to do with yeah. parts of the woman's junk. <laughs> that, that's a, happened, the best term you should use. Yes. It happened in Joliet, Illinois, and there was a fight over remote control. The Okay, and that's very do you common. And the, do you and your girlfriend have an agreement about the remote control? I mean, are you always in control of it, or does sometimes she get to flip around, or how do you work that? You know, it's usually I'm just kind of indifferent to what we're watching, unless it's Sex in the City. Then I forcibly grab the remote control from her and change the channel. But sometimes, if if you're both sitting down and watching a show, it's not an issue. But sometimes you're both just sitting there. Maybe you guys have a more rich cultured life than i do but when i've had girlfriends in the past sometimes you're just sitting on the couch and you're not really watching any specific things so you're just flipping through channels and in that case one of you has to be the flipper and basically you know if you pass over something that you might like to watch for five minutes but you're not in control you're fucked possibly i think sometimes you can be like you know hey wait i I like that show you should watch that it's about the right. third right. And if she's like, no, it sucks, it's like, fuck you. No, I'm flipping. I have, I have control of the remote. Rochambeau. <laughs> yeah. But if you lose, you still get pissed. It's That's not true. like, oh, I have legitimately lost control of the remote in this game of chance we played with our rock, paper, scissor. Well, That's anyways, true. there's a fight. It can, be, it, become, it can become, you know, heated sometimes. Well, I think it depends not- on the characters, you know, the participants of the of the dispute it does it does the the characters here are 62 year old melvin clifford who had to call 911 and a sheriff's deputy had to be sent out to his home where the deputy found him at the bottom of the basement stairs with his hands stretched out in front of him blood streaming from his face and melvin clifford was saying please help i cannot see wow uh the, the other character is 32 year old you might have to help me with this. Exulam Holman. Is hmm. Exulam an Old Testament Jewish type of name? I don't know, but it definitely sounds biblical, doesn't it? It does. Like Absalom almost, but yes. an African, Ex- like an Ex- urbanized Ex- version of Absalom. 
Exulam. Maybe it is. Well, Exulam was arrested on a charge of aggravated domestic battery on December 31st. Clifford's, uh, Melvin Clifford's eyeballs were swollen and protruding a quarter inch from his socket. See, that really bothers me. Like, you know, I like girls, like, I'm talking about just going back to the alien cat house thing. I'm totally down with girls with tentacles and all that. It's fine. Her suit, bitches. That's totally Uh fine with me. But big protruding eyeballs, like big blown out eyeballs, freak (laughs) me out. I would totally, like, boner, boner killer. Which brings me up, brings up another thing that we totally missed. Um... So in the the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Total Recall, which they're remaking, which I'm sure will not be nearly as good as the original, that guy, you know, they oh, yeah. that one guy, we totally his eyes bug way out. Over that. And what then a- what we glossed over, though, the the next logical jump is we glossed over the chick with three tits. Now that's that's entirely permissible. I love that. That's that's cool. Who doesn't? They gotta <laughs> have if they if this dude opens up a sci-fi brothel and doesn't have a chick with three tits, the place should be firebombed. I would leave. Well, yeah. After immediately. About, like, a couple hours. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Exulam Holman's thirty-two. He he broke the remote after they had. They never. They didn't actually point out like how the argument started, but it had to be something like I was saying. You know, control for what channel is stopped on for what duration of time. What do you think they're watching? Sports. I'm thinking Sanford Son. Sports flipping back and forth. The older guy wanted to watch Sanford Son. The younger guy wanted to watch like Martin. Or sports. I don't. I don't want to get in too much into remote control dynamics and <laughs> detail. But the other thing is, if you're watching sports, this always happens. Or actually, any show. There's the guy who has control of the remote, and when the advertisements come on, he doesn't want to watch the ads, so he wants to switch over and watch something else, which is a, a noble pursuit, right? Nobody wants to watch ads. Exactly. No, but, I do the same thing. But there's the guy, who, and he thinks that he can time it exactly that he'll go back right when the show comes back on, but it becomes. Um, it be- starts to become tense, right? Well, it becomes you, irritating. Like, go back, man. Go back. Yeah. The, the show's probably back on. And he's like, no, man, I know the timing. And if he goes back and there's still a full advertisement you have to watch, then that's kind of sucks. But you're playing it safe. So why, 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 what are you safe. saying that? Like, uh, you're always ready to attack me when we live together and I flip the channel during during the commercial breaks? It's a basic human uh, <laughs> instinct. To it was always nerve-wracking to watch television with you because I just remember you'd already be on your like sixth glass of vodka, vodka soda oh, by yeah. that point, and uh, you know, so I was like, "Oh shit! I missed the first few seconds. I'm about to be attacked." <laughs> We're always this close, quite like intense. seconds away from eye gouging. I know it's like you know two male monkeys, and the TV is the female monkey in estrus. <laughs> it's a dangerous situation. <laughs> The swollen red ass. Well, the end of the thing is Exilam Holman broke the remote uh, and pushed Melvin Clifford to the kitchen floor. Holman then straddled him and inserted his thumbs into his eyes and attempted to pry the eyeballs out of the sockets. Now, that's going too far. That's going to permanently affect his TV viewing experience. Maybe that's the plan. Then he pushed him down the stairs. Holman weighs 280 pounds, which is 140 pounds more than his uncle. Oh, yeah, this old guy's his uncle. And Exilam Holman's five inches taller. Just give up the remote at that point. Don't even <laughs> at that point, Don't get into like, an argument dude, with a guy who outweighs you by two. I'm so down with Martin. That's fine. Let's just watch it. You know, you're three times my size. He's formally charged with blah, 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 and he's... Uh, each charge, which I guess there are two of, carried uh, sentences of three to seven years in prison. So he'll be, at minimum, in prison for six years, it sounds like. 
Holman actually has an extensive arrest record for aggravated assault, battery, violating, order, violating orders of pr- protection, and resisting arrest, including striking a police officer when a co- with a car while being arrested for driving under the influence. Damn, dude. That's the last guy I want to watch television with. And check this out. Lastly, in 1999, Holman allegedly was beaten by a Joliet police officer who was breaking up a dice game. And Holman won a police brutality case and received a $100,000 settlement from the city of Joliet, and the officer was fired. Wow. So remember it's, it's, that. The, the next time somebody's decrying police brutality, you know, we hear a lot about this now with Occupy Wall Street. Like, the police are brutalizing these peaceful protesters. Sometimes the police brutality case is lost by the police department, and the, the victim, quote-unquote, gets a bunch of money, and then he goes on to, you know, like, tear the eyeballs out of his senior citizen uncle. Yeah, I was about to say, what do you think he used that money for? Definitely not education. I don't think he was furthering his education, going to community college. We probably lost it all in another dice game. <laughs> High stakes dice games, yeah. yeah I'm going to so, give this nothing. <laughs> yep, no, there's, no, there's no rating. Um, I, you know, it's hard to say which, uh, which story is more sick and wrong. You know, I think the audience should decide here. I mean, this story actually involved uh, somebody, you know, rip, almost ripping out this man's eyeballs. Like, I don't, I don't know if, uh, you know, I don't know if his eyeballs, you know, if he'll ever recover his vision completely. They don't specify. You know, it this, like it's not before, before we, uh, we move on here, um, one last thing: Do they have remote controls in prison? No, that would cause way too much chaos. <laughs> yeah, I could just imagine that would be, you know, that, that's one way to control the population. You know, just uh, throw in a remote in a and cage. just be like, let's see what happens, man. I King of the, the mountain. in a cage and the, and the bull, the bulls are in charge of what gets watched. Yeah, we'll have to see. Well, people, you decide which story was more sick and more wrong for episode 311. Just go vote sickandwrongpodcast.com. Wankily, we are nearing the end of the show. We got some phone calls to get to. 206-666-3846 is that number. And uh, and I want to talk about a Twitter, a Twitter message I received on the a Twitters, tweet? a Twitters, yes, on the Twitters. Um, before we get to that, here's a word from our second sponsor, AdamandEve.com. Hey kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah. Then go to AdamandEve.com and make a purchase using coupon code Diddle. You'll get fifty percent off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping. And a gift so sensual, I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So yeah, as I mentioned before here, we've got a, uh, an interesting tweet here from Mark Ellis on the, on the Twitters. I think you might have got the same tweet here. Um, he writes, Mark writes, found this on the window of my Amsterdam hostel I stayed at. This is how I found out about your show. Weird, huh? And he includes a picture, Twitter pic, of uh, our John Wayne Gacy sick and wrong sticker on the window of this Amsterdam hostel. Hmm. Was it me? No, it wasn't me either, but, uh, you know, I kind of like that, people. I think uh, you should take your stickers that were sent and just put them in just random areas so people can find out about it. I never I do that. If it was those, I wonder if it was was those German kids that I hung out with in Amsterdam. I forget his name, Oliver or something. Did like they that. have stickers? I didn't give them any, but maybe they brought them with them. 
Yeah, you can order stickers. We sell them off our website and just yeah, like plaster the world with stickers. So do you very think very reasonable um, prices too? Do you think Mark here ended up uh, like having a buddy, like some random guy in the hostel, say, "Hey, you know, I know where there's like this really hot brothel like over in Eastern Europe." Chicks are super hot there. This hostel is amazing. Every chick in this hostel is just beautiful. You want to come? Would you go? Only if I'm guaranteed to meet a Japanese girl who gets her eyeball cut off. <laughs> See, that would freak me out. Otherwise, I would it's be a waste so freaked out with an eyeball hanging out. I would not even be into that. Right, but then you get to have sex with a girl with a patch, which is kind of hot. Yeah, that is true. I do like that. Um. So yeah, thanks, uh, Mark, for pointing that out. So we did receive a few phone calls here. Here's here's the first phone call we got to the sick and wrong drunk dial line. Um, this one came in from uh, this one came in from Ash. Uh, you might remember Ash, longtime listener. Hey guys, it's Ash, uh, your OG server. Uh, not at OG right now, but uh, at my other job. And I don't want to give it away where it is, but let's just say I'm driving around for a pizza place called. Well, we'll call it Poppy Wands. I'll let you guys try to figure out. <laughs> I love Poppy Wand pizza. It's the best. So, so Ash works at Olive Garden and Poppy Wands. <sighs> yeah, I'm surprised. Ash I mean, seems like a smart guy. His second job should be like going to community college or something. Maybe he's in college. I guess he must be. I think Ash is in college right now because he seems like he's a very articulate individual. Like I, I'm, I'm just surprised he's not, you know. Like doing customer service at least somewhere. Oh, Jesus. You know, I'm not trying to deride people that do customer service, but I mean, there are a lot of jobs that you can get that that aren't you know delivering pizza. But maybe, well, maybe he's, he's in college. Like he said, so. He's waiting to graduate. When you when you're in college, you got to take these jobs that have flexible hours. That's why you end up with all this shit work. Yeah, and delivering pizza is not that bad. I, I saw this commercial online where a guy wasn't even delivering a real pizza; he was delivering a DiGiorno. But he goes up to this house, and there's like all this like this guy look like puff daddy and he's having a party and you come with your pizza and they let you in next thing you know hip-hop party all sorts of bitches so ash might be you know that doesn't happen when you do customer service is DiGiorno our new sponsor where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> i was just thinking about it i'm like we're just gonna, we're just gonna <laughs> vaguely work in DiGiorno related items from I'm, now on why could i didn't tell you about the DiGiorno thing but <laughs> you fucking better i better see some of that DiGiorno money this show is sponsored, uh, episode 311, sponsored by DiGiorno Pizza. <laughs> don't tell Wackerly. <laughs> it's my side project. Don't, uh, people don't mention this to Wackerly. It's a, it's a side sale. <laughs> no, all I'm saying is that DiGiorno's not even real pizza. It's like store-bought pizza, but you can deliver it to a party and be invited in because you're the pizza delivery guy and you're partying with the bitches. And I think that's a great be why. way. It's a great way to stage a Charles Manson style <laughs> massacre. And that's another because you got to get into the house somehow. And if you just bring a DiGiorno with you, it's an easy way. They'll just let you right in. It doesn't matter what you look like, who you are. DiGiorno, it serves many purposes. Go buy one yeah. today. <laughs> Here's the rest of the call. Where that is. Anyway, I was listening to episode 310, and I've got a little comment and here's me being negative again like in last week's call but anyway the song of the week he is a negative nelly this guy he called up last week he was one of the guys that was bitching about the ratings that we give stories that means he was his call. dealing with o o olive garden and and poppy wands customers wouldn't you be negative but those are two very stressful jobs you know i can understand that especially it's like we need breadsticks at table 32 
Now, oh my stand. God, I brought you 37 baskets of breadsticks. Aren't you going to explode soon? <laughs> so many, only so many carbs you can eat in a day, you ass. So, I understand. I understand his aggression, his, his criticism. Sent in by some lime, limey, tea-sucking bastard, let's say. Um, <laughs> Strong Jesus, such a betrayal. You know what I think about that song? It makes me think that the British are very much like the French, you know, when it comes to the French's love of Jerry Lewis and his stupid noise-making and such. And that song just makes me think that all British people like to sit around and listen to people with Tourette's and that they're basically just French people with British accents. I don't know. Maybe you guys can discuss this. <laughs> not going to go over well. Uh, anyway, take it easy. And later. You know, I've always thought that. <laughs> <laughs> French people are much more anti-Semitic than British people. I, you ser- that? You know, seriously, Ash, you know, I, I totally disagree with you. I would never compare the British and the French. They're two completely different, almost two completely different species. You know, different. They, they come from different stock. I can't stand. How do you the tell French. them apart the berets? You know, the French are just annoying. I, you know, like, okay, yeah, the chicks are hot. But the, the, the French are annoying. You, yeah, Brit- Britain is so much better. I mean, if I had to choose a place to live, what would it be? Paris or London? It'd be London in a heartbeat. But you don't like to eat, so... Yeah, that's true, but I like to I've drink. I've never been to France. I mean, I've been through France on the train, and the train food didn't get any better when we were in France, but uh, I hear that the food is really good. So it sounds like it sounds to me that all these years of serving breadsticks has made Ash very sensitive. You know, sensitive to people's needs. And, uh, you know, it makes sense. It's like, you know, bottomless salad over there. To, to, you know, bottomless salad is bottomless. Like, you have to continually refill those salads, regardless of whether the person has Tourette's or Down syndrome or is a Caucasian or a Mormon. They I mean, give you a lot of existential angst. I mean, they, Camus could write a book about being a waiter at this at this fantasy restaurant where you're bringing things to the customers and the, they're endless things you have to keep bring, it could be even ca- kafka kafka do you think he a had a table of britons and it just enraged him you know yeah, and it's just like they're they're like you know more breadsticks mate come here <laughs> you cunt and then the one dude's doing like that tourette's impersonation and it just sent him over the edge like i wonder what happens when he watches little britain you know, you, you see Little Britain. They make fun of retarded people all the time on that show. But just generally, anybody who's disadvantaged is in for it on that show. I think in England, anyone who's disadvantaged is in for it. Maybe he had to deliver a pizza and they, they requested that it be boiled. <laughs> I was pissed off about that. I don't know. You know, I, I think in uh, England, their humor, it, they definitely have more, I think they definitely have more toilet humor than they do in the U.S. But they also, I think their humor pushes boundaries, pushes envelopes. Whereas uh, in the U.S., I mean, we have to be uh, very cautious about who we offend. We're more PC. We're more think? puritanical. I mean, we're just definitely more PC than England. But they have, they have, they actually have instituted um, censors also. I mean, the government can come in and say, we don't like what your show is saying, and they can shut it down. Which you, you know generally what? can't do here, but we just—I I think Americans self-regulate, right? In the in the interest of keeping advertisers happy. That's true, but I mean, do you think every Briton deep down inside is just like, oh, you know, people with threats are hilarious? 
I mean, I'm oh, sorry. I was actually I was thinking <laughs> something else. Could you restate that? I was just wondering if the DiGiorno people were going to get mad that we were, or if they're going to like the fact that we are making fun of Poppy Wands. <laughs> Sorry. I really was thinking about that. What was the question? No, but, I mean, I don't think every Briton finds people with Tourette's hilarious, and I don't think every American finds that really offensive. I mean, I think it's just... Well, a, to, you're to, being to... a little PC yourself now. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah, saying. You, can, you can't make generalizations. It's true. But... I don't know. No. I think Ash personally has something against English people. And I, I think I something Brit- happened at the I, Olive Garden. I wish Garden. Britain would go back to, you know, their their heritage of humor... About perverted old men chasing bikini-clad women to the sound of a saxophone soundtrack. Speed it up a little. I mean, that's the historical um, humor of that land. So, so you mind. you wish they could just you know throw back to the Benny Hill days? Yes. A little yakety well, who is sax? Who is today's Benny Benny Hill? And don't fucking tell me Russell Brand because I'll strangle you and pull your eyeballs out. In uh. In my fantasy, when I'm chasing the Ewoks around the Ewok village, Jackie Sax is going on. I'm butt naked. You don't even have to say that. We obviously we all knew that <laughs> intrinsically. Well, Ash, if you don't know about Little Britain, don't watch it because you're going to be throwing many breadsticks, endless breadsticks, at the television screen. Stick to Benny Hill, and you'll and you'll regain your appreciation for, <laughs> for <laughs> maybe Monty Python. I don't think they make fun of that many. Re- well, they do make fun of people who stutter. Fish called Wanda, so that might set them off. They do that. They make fun of, you know, old women that are actually men dressed up as old women and their foibles. That's true. So the second call comes from a uh, a fan that, that we love. We love this guy, Noah. He lives in Texas, and he is living. He's, like, shagging this white trash. Um, I don't want to call her a slut, but she definitely gets around, <laughs> you know? She's a mother. You're saying that about a... a- for a mother of several okay, children. Okay, a trailer. The reason we woman. the reason we like him is that he he's he's totally he seems like he's having a good time dating this woman and having sex with her. Yet he's at the same time willing to call in with with great detail about this detail. It's, you know the details of this white trash lifestyle. He reminds me of Kerouac. Very Kerouac. This guy. Jesus. You know. Don't fucking give the guy an enormous head or anything. I'm not going to, but it just reminds me of that. So here's a here's another Noah from Texas story. Hey, Dean Lance, it's Noah down in Texas again. Got a quick recap of last night here at the Fun Factory with me and my Pez dispenser of a lady friend. We're out. All right, he calls her a Pez dispenser, all right? Why? Because the, ki- the kids are the pieces of Pez that just keep coming out? I, I, think, I think that's what he means here. <laughs> so for, for me to call him a slut isn't that much of a stretch. That's all I'm saying, all right? Mm. Uh, making margaritas at the house and... Uh, 13-year-old daughter asks if uh, she can have one. The mom just kind of grins and is just like, yeah, knock yourself out. And, uh, you know, two drinks later, this girl's wasted and slurring on the couch about <laughs> all her problems that no one cares about, about yelling about how the other kids at school write about her on the bathroom wall and how she thinks her boyfriend hates her. And the mom is just like, I heard they called you fat, too, and ugly, and making Jesus. it that much worse and she thinks it's the greatest thing ever the daughter's like i fucking hate you blah 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 she just runs into the bathroom mom's just like shouts stay out of the toilet seat for me you little shit and you know you think like at some point we'd go check on her but no as uh lance put it as we so often do uh, we Pretty much just took a trip right to Analtown after that. And, <laughs> you know, at that point, I 
don't really care what's happening to 13 year old keep sick keep it wrong happy holidays boys He's like, I'm in Browntown right now. I have no idea. I, I have no concern about the kid that's about to commit, the fat 13-year-old that's about to commit suicide. Yeah. You know, the bloated malcontent over there. <laughs> She's probably not even that bloated. Isn't that the same 13-year-old that was grinding him and he got a boner from? Seems to be. <laughs> you know, one thing I did learn, um, and Noah, apparently you learned this as well. I learned this over Christmas. 13-year-olds do not handle liquor very well. <laughs> they just yes, don't. We did learn that last week. Yeah, that their tolerance sucks. They just yeah, don't never, drink with never, them. Never, never say, "Oh, it'll be cool. We're all we're in the, our own home. It'll be fine. Just let's get her all tanked up." It it's never just, ends well. It's not a good idea. But uh, I do love that installment. That should be a reality show to me. You know. But I, I just think if it was a reality show, it wouldn't be as real paradoxically you know it's better just to have him call in and and have it be like a you know a, a secret message from that world to us yeah that, that, that is but true. i know you live in hollywood now so do what you got to do you got to make that nut produce it yeah no, no, no i'm tempted i'm tempted yeah. and uh it might be sponsored by DiGiorno. <laughs> might be <laughs> all right the, the last call we got here um came from uh, a dude who lives in tennessee I think this guy, I know the the show actually takes place in Louisiana, but I think this guy might be one of the swamp people. Have you seen that show? I've seen ads for it, but because I don't have cable until it gets on Netflix, which it's the type of show that would be picked up by Netflix. Yeah. I can't see it. Or Hulu. I'm surprised it's not, but uh, oh, Hulu, I love that show. Yeah, it's, it's, they, it's basically about a you know a couple competing groups that go out and they, they eat alligators. So they catch alligators. And they bring them home, and they chop them up, and they eat alligator stew, alligator fritters. It, it's definitely this is, it's, this is a contest in Louisiana. Is this no, how they pick the governor or something? No, it's kind of like Deadliest Catch. They they <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like Deadliest Catch. It's like you know they that's what they do for a living. Like that's your job. See, but in Deadliest Catch, they're they're catching crabs or something, which people enjoy eating you know, throughout the land and are willing to pay money for. Who's paying them for these alligators? You make it sound like they're just eating the alligators themselves. Well, they do, but it's a specialty down there. They they supply alligators to restaurants. Huh. You know, they make. I've heard uh, it's good. I've never it's like had chicken. It and, uh, well, it's an animal. You know, yeah, it, does. it doesn't. It's kind of a fish, though. Would you would you bend the rules for an alligator? I don't think I'd eat alligator. I don't think I'd go there. But anyway, it's I think kind of this fish. guy, I think this guy right here is one of the swamp people. Sounds would like you him. eat a dolphin? No, I wouldn't eat a dolphin It's either. a fish? I wouldn't eat a <laughs> it's dolphin. It's a mammal, right? Yeah, it's a mammal. Oh, okay. Hey there, boys. This is Hillbilly Pete from Tennessee. <laughs> I just want to let you know that I'm a little bit offended from all the shit you and uh, talk about Tennessee. Not all of us Tennesseans are them inbreds. You see, only about a third of us are. Do you think he's overemphasizing his accent? Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Ewans. You don't hear. I don't hear that very often. Remember, that's something uh, I wouldn't. I got to put that into my repertoire of, you know, Southern folk type voices. That, that should fit well in your lexicon, especially for work. What is Ewans? Is the plural of you? Yeah, there's Ewans, like you guys, but Ewans. Ewans. Um, or Ewes. Ewes is more northern. And then y'all is like is deep uh, south. 
Like Texas. Tennessee is southwest. deep south. Te- te- Texas is southwest, right? So, yeah, yeah so this would be you wins. Wasn't Soccer Mom from Tennessee? Yeah. She, was, she didn't. And she always she had the same like complaint that we gave them short shrift. Yeah, maybe, maybe And then she do. sent us Moonshine, and it's like, this is what we're talking about. Come on. <laughs> moonshine. The other two halves are either them weirdy emos or, or black. Um, but enough of that stuff. I like yens. Y'all got a sense, sense of humor. And you like liquor. Ever had some of that blueberry moonshine? Mmm, that's some good stuff right there. Send it. Mm-hmm. Almost better than a mushroom biscuit. <laughs> God, if you haven't, make it in the woods behind my house. Oh, and I got a sick and wrong story for yens. About a few days ago, there was a two-car pileup in a Walmart parking lot. Here <laughs> said about 20 Mexicans died. Well, anyhow, I'm going to go catch a shower. My pit smell like a raunchy pussy. It's lazy. It's oh, turning me on. What is Lance. It? There's more. You got a pretty little mouth. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Now I can't go to Tennessee. <laughs> Do you think this guy's like a 40-year-old named Carl from Wisconsin? No, I mean, I, I do think he's putting on that accent, but you have to live there to be able to have that authentic of a fake Tennessean accent. All right, do you think he he seriously makes blueberry moonshine in his backyard? I'm more interested in the mushroom biscuit. I think he was making a sling blade reference there. A mu- they talk about mushroom bi- biscuits and sling blade. Mur- but he, go- he kept going, mm-hmm, so I'm putting on a mushroom biscuit or something like that. I, th- I think he was making a joke there. But do you think he was joking he? about this blueberry moonshine? God, I hope not. It's well, that's the only one reason thing. I'm going to go back to Tennessee now or venture down there. And that was the main reason I played this inane phone call. Because <laughs> if uh, I'm calling your bluff there, Mister Tennessean, we Send won't. Us a jar. We won't ridicule and disparage. Your fine state, if you send us a jar of that blueberry moonshine. I love the moonshine that Soccer Mom sent in, and it wasn't even blueberry flavored. You know, it was funny, because that moonshine, I thought it was funny, and you know, we did it for a bit on the show. I don't even remember what episode that was, but we did it for a bit on the show, and I drank some, and so, okay, I drank a little bit, and that was fine. Wackily killed that. You killed that whole fucking jar. Even though we good. had better alcohol, like we had like, you know, decent vodka, some whiskey, you know, a refrigerator full of high life. You are still drinking shots of that green alcohol moonshine. You know, I guess <laughs> I'm just a deep south Klansman grand wizard at heart. I think you just hate your liver. Down. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe just an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well have just like been punching your liver. Just, I mean, I don't know. You like liquor. <laughs> I like you. Is that what he said? <laughs> you got a bird of mouth. He was definitely uh, um, bringing up all these southern stereotypes. You know what? We're not going to rip on Tennessee anymore if you send us a bottle of that blueberry moonshine. But if you don't, if you turn out to be a 40-year-old dude from Wisconsin who works at Papa Juan's, I'm going to be ripping on that state every show. Mark my words, Tennessean. Uh, people, you can call the Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Um, you know, I was on the forum uh, just uh, earlier this, this afternoon, and I'm probably going to go back to the forum because uh, I need to learn more about vaginas and vulvas. But I was noticing, I noticed the freckles thread 
that freckles thread. Right. And uh, I was thinking, I like girls with freckles. I'm Love into it. that. I'm into the ginger chicks. And you actually commented on it, too, because you're like, why would you post tiny little pictures? Yeah, I think maybe he thought that they would be clickable, but they aren't. So I, that's why I call them out. Like, at least at least make them, like, so I can follow the link and find the big picture. Isn't there a ginger thread on the forum, though, already? But ginger? Not all gingers have freckles. And some people with freckles aren't ginger. Have you seen that porn For star? For example, Faye Reagan? Lucy Liu. I don't know if you knew this. Lucy Liu is freckles. an Asian with freckles. Lucy Liu has freckles, and they're extremely sexy. What? I need to look at a picture look. of her close up, and don't Where get some red carpet freckles? picture because sometimes these Hollywood starlets will have you know a makeup expert. I'm sure your girlfriend knows about this. Will will conceal the freckles, which is a mistake. I, so wait, they they cover up the. I don't, I've never seen an Asian with freckles. It just kind of defies reason. Go per- peruse Google image search of Lucy Liu and find a picture of her where she doesn't have you know a ton of red carpet style makeup on, and you will see her hot, sexy freckles. Maybe she's not pure, you know, Chinese. Who was it? Uh, was it? Um, God, uh, Georgia, Georgia. Who's the comedian? George Takei. I don't I believe he does. George not Carlin. Have Okay. Was it George Carlin who said uh, the other day, you know, you'll never meet a big, fat Asian guy with red, curly hair and freckles named Rusty? Like, you'll never. Once you do, you can die. Is it George, George Carlin that said that? I don't know. Is that a joke? No, he was just saying, like, uh, your life will be complete <laughs> if you can find that. So if you ever get to shag a super hot Asian chick with freckles, maybe your life is complete. Maybe you're fully realized as a human being. Then you're like at the level of the Dalai Lama at that point. Yeah, you've achieved nirvana. I don't know. But, uh, you know, people, you could achieve nirvana. You could be on your steps to achieving nirvana by going to the Sick and Wrong Forum. SickandWrongPodcast.com, click on Forum. Um, Thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes. I noticed we were in the What's Hot category several times, several days this week. So keep giving us ratings. I'm loving the ratings. They're witty. They're funny. I just want to get, we got to get to the next milestone. Yeah, I guess it's fifteen hundred or something. Like I'm thinking fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred. That's happens? what we need right now. Fifteen hundred, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll think about it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Just, uh, yeah. just subscribe to the show on iTunes. Do a search for Sick and Wrong. Give us a rating. We appreciate it. Also, as I said last week, I just got a shipment of extra large and large teas in. So we have all sizes of the Sick and Wrong Quado tea. Is Quado an alien, Wackerly? That's a good question. Or is he more of a mutant? He's a mutant, but I I think that counts in the realm of sci-fi. So would you be opposed to, like, a girl that had, you know, like, an alien thing sticking out of her belly, but yet its arms could move up and down? I'd have to see it. (laughs) I'd have to see it. I mean, that's that's a wide variety of possibilities. What about a super hot redhead with freckles wearing a Sick and Wrong Quado t-shirt? Oh, God, don't even start. Don't lay down with that. So, people, just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com, click on store, and get yourself a Quado tea today. Uh, the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in by the Sodomizer, actually. The Sodomizer posted this on the forum in the, in the thread, He's Got My Fucking Vote. Did you see that thread? Yes. And uh, I actually like, I, I, you know, I don't pay attention to bands very much, but I actually like this band. I'm surprised that you like them. I, I like them too, but they kind of remind me, they're in the vein of Pantera. Kind you know? of. There's really only one song that I really like, which probably isn't the one you're going to play, but we'll see. The one that I'm going to play is a good song. I, I actually like uh, Lamb of God, and I've seen them several times. But uh, 
The uh, the post here from the Sodomizer says Randall Blythe from Lamb of God announced that he's running for president this year. I don't know if you I don't know if you've ever seen this dude in an interview. Or I, I know uh, um, Sleazy E is a big fan of Lamb of God. Really? And uh, yeah, he has this documentary. And this dude Randall Blythe is just <laughs> such a just an idiot. Like just very arrogant, and uh, will like fight with his bandmates and drink a lot, and he's moody. I bet he'd be the, he'd be like Axl Rose, having like Axl Rose your lead singer, but you know, like a, a you know a high strung metal guy. Anyway, Make a great president though. Oh yeah. So here here's some quotes from Randall Blythe, who's running for president. I don't know if these doomsday predictions have any validity, but I do know one thing: the potential candidates in the race to decide who will be elected president of the United States. Look like pure shit. And that's kind of one of the reasons why he's uh, getting into the race here. And uh, here's another quote. We need a hard-boiled, no-nonsense, mean son of a bitch with a bad reputation who ain't afraid to cock-whip the shit out of some randomly selected pussy-ass billionaire on live TV during his annual State of the Union address just to make a point. God, this is such a run-on sentence here. And let the (laughs) mega-rich know that no one, capitalized is above the law here in the land of the free and the home of the brave. In short, we need a man who just does not give a fuck. America, that man is me. And this is Randall <laughs> Blythe here. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so, thinking of voting silly for him. silly to us, right? I, mean, I don't know. I'm thinking of voting for him. I mean, it's, you know, who, who do we have here? We're going to have uh, Mitt Romney, maybe Santorum, um, <laughs> um, uh, Obama, and then the metal party, which is going to be the new independent party here, will be Randall Blythe. I, th- I think I might go for that. He definitely has the Hessians locked up. He's de- yeah, he has the Hessian vote uh, locked down there. But, you know, I-, I wouldn't mind to hear his stance on some of the issues. So uh, maybe um, as, his, you know, as, the, as the race progresses and his platform builds, we'll find out a little bit more. But until then, we're going to end it the show. Sounds like he's on the side of the Occupy Wall Street folks, right? He's talking about cock-slapping a banker or something. <laughs> <laughs> did he do the speech in the metal voice? Uh, yeah, I wish he did. Not like yeah. growling. Um, so we're going to end the show here with Lamb of Gods, Now You've Got Something to Die For. Uh, this song is from their LP, Philadelphia. So um, thank you, uh, Sodomizer, for pointing that one out. Are well, they now- from Philadelphia? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think they are. No, oh, cradle of American democracy. Yeah. Well, now we got to get the hell out of here and go watch the football. So uh, yeah. go Lions! Big roar. Hopefully the the Lions will make it. Uh, I don't know who if they win this week. They actually play the 49ers next week. The Saints have God on their side, though. I mean, what? How's that going to affect the outcome? I know Tim Tebow and Drew Brees. They they might as well just thump each other's Bibles. I, I they seriously do, and they probably do. I can't stand it. But go Lions! Uh, people, we'll be back next week with episode 312. Until then.
resonate once again from Elgin, Illinois. I'm stoned as fuck, hitting the fucking blunt right now as we speak. I kind of get tired of your guys' animal cruelty bullshit. Seriously, come on. Man, it's not good. Shut the fuck up. Man, focus. What episode was that? 310? Bullshit. Come on, seriously. Man, they have feelings too. Yeah, I have something to say about this. If you have a problem with it, call me back. You got my number. Thank you. Have a good night.